Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. There's over 10 times more short-term holiday lets available. This is on Airbnb than long-term rentals listed on the property website daft.ie nationally. There's about 15,323 apartments and houses available currently to rent on or Airbnb. And we're constantly hearing stories uh, from people getting in touch with us here to this show who can't get any long-term rentals. So we're asking today, because it's been the suggestion that's been put forward by one uh, county councillor, should there be a cap on the number of properties which Airbnb can advertise in any one particular area? George is with us on the line in County Clare. George, what's your situation? Hello. Hi, George. You can hear me okay. You can. This is Killian, Killian in, in County Clare. So what's your situation at the moment? Uh, yeah, uh, Andrea. Or look, I suppose uh, I've long been an advocate here for for um, that this needs to be a regulated industry. Uh, you know, there's a couple of I suppose um, tropes that are out there with regards to the industry. One is that the impacts are mostly felt in urban areas, but if you look at Eurostat, uh, Eurostat will tell you in 2022, quarter two in 2022, southern, western, and northern areas had almost a million bed nights in short term lets whereas the eastern and midland areas, which includes Dublin, had just 400,000. And the second one that needs to be knocked in the head is that it's like a cottage industry for a few people to make a few quid out of a second home. Um, uh, Eurostat again shows that uh, in 2022, Ireland had 5.5 million bed nights in short-term beds, average price in the region of €130. Euros. So it's, it's a €700 million Euro, uh, industry. So it's huge industry. It's entirely unregulated and the impacts are completely skewed towards negative impacts uh, at coastal communities. So, uh, you know, it's not that we need to throw the baby out with the batter of water here, but we absolutely need to regulate this industry. And the best mechanism through which that can be done is through the planning authority. Planning authority will apply uh, a level and say, okay, we think there's too many uh, short-term lists in that community or this area of the county or that town or village and we're not giving any more planning permission. But how, how, how sorry, apologies, Kelly, and I thought we, we, we were just trying to reconnect there with George, the line dropped. But how, do, how does that have a negative impact on a tourist area? Like, I would have thought, if anything, short-term lets are exactly what tourist regions want. Well, don't forget that uh, tourism regions are communities that want to live in, to live here permanently as well. You know, you cannot have services in a tourism community if you don't have community, people being able to live there permanently. And that's absolutely what we're seeing. I live in Kiki. There is twelve hundred uh, second or holiday homes, and there are sixteen hundred homes in total. So we're increasingly seeing every single house that comes onto the marketplace. Uh, it, it, the, the local community members are competing in a very unfair marketplace, where they're saying uh, it's, it's an international marketplace, effectively. Uh, so while our economic opportunities mightn't be as big, there are you know casual and seasonal work. Uh, so income levels wouldn't be good in, uh, in high in households. We're seeing where uh, people who are coming in from, you know, international and national coming in here, bidding for a house and able to blow people out of the water. But against that, they're setting an income stream uh, against their short-term lets. Okay. And, and, and we do need to differentiate here, Andrea, between somebody who uses the second home almost around the year and somebody who is using it to generate an income from short-term lets. Um, you know, it is they're being operated as businesses. They don't pay commercial rates. 
they're not liable to fire uh, rigs. They're not, you know, the standard health and safety regulations that would apply in a hotel or a guest house don't apply. So we do need to have a... You want tighter controls completely around I, I Absolutely. Okay. And the local okay. authorities, Andrea, are where you can have those controls. OK, let's, let, let's... Let's... 1800 Killian, stay with us on the line. George is uh, is with us too. What's your situation, George? Hi, Andrea. Um, my situation... I live in County Clare, where there are over 900 Airbnbs available if you search, and only... 15 properties on theft. I personally live in a mobile home because I got sick of constantly moving every season, every season to another house uh, with my daughter. So I live in a mobile home. I'm a software developer. I have a good income. for me and people in the area. So you've the option there's about 15 places you could rent long term in Clare and how many did you say were short term lets in Airbnb? There are over 970 I believe. In North Clare alone there are 470 and I, I, like that's obviously not the whole picture. Some are like some pods that are going up for rent and obviously not everyone can live in a tiny glamping pod and I get it. It brings great income to to uh, the west of Ireland and tourism and yeah but when houses are going when ho- when a house can be up for for two days on airbnb and get the same amount that a tenant can pay for a month then we obviously have a big problem there you obviously got fed up george of dealing with the rental market and 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 i suppose face an eviction yes it's always a planned eviction, so to speak. So mm. you obviously rent a house and you'd be like, oh, so come around May. I'd like to, you know, Airbnb this for the summer. And it would just happen all the time. And so I just got sick out. of it. And in a way, I'm one of, one of the lucky ones to be having a safe, you know, a place where I can live throughout the year with my daughter um, because many people don't have that security. Mm. So for that reason, you decided to buy a mobile home? Security of it? I actually rebuilt an old mobile home because it's not that simple. You can just get a mobile home and move it. So I live in an old mobile home. I don't actually have hot water. Hopefully next week I'm getting hot water. Um, But yeah, yeah. Like, as I said, I can afford if there was a house available, but there's Mm. nothing suitable for a single parent in my area. And where do you have the, the mobile home stationed, George? I have it in the Lahinch area, which is obviously a very popular spot for tourists. Yeah. Um, and my local school in Ennis Diamond, so I have to stay in the area. Um, yeah, as I said, there is two sides to the coin, and it brings mm-hmm. in great income Airbnb. But like we can see from 2017 Barcelona protests, like there was a huge uproar about Barcelona like being a massive a tourist hotspot where Airbnb was just taking all the available accommodation for locals. And there was regulation put in, and we see the same in Paris. And, like, why don't we have this? You want it here too. Like the pre- okay. Yes, the previous guest mentioned, like, the local authorities can put yeah. this in place. And then we could also, if, if people are putting up their houses for a longer term, they should be up to hotel standards with, you know, fire safety regulations and all these things. Mm. And they should be taxed because hotels are taxed in the same way. Why not Airbnb? You know, the big hotels suffer in the area. Yeah, well, it suppose it and depends. even on these hotels... No, go on ahead. Go on. Even these hotels in another, like, minor situation is that 
they don't have low-skilled workers coming in because young people who would be the dishwashers or the waitresses and waiters have nowhere to stay. So local hotels are actually offering quite good rates for you know, unskilled labor uh, in the area because there's no one around who can who t- will do those jobs. Uh, Morgan is with us too, George. Morgan is in Cork. What's your story, Morgan? Um, my story is that um, in October 2021, I was uh, illegally and violently evicted from my home by my landlord uh, because he wanted to turn it into uh, an Airbnb just for the jazz weekend, uh, the jazz festival in Cork. Um, and yeah, like it, it, he would have completely got away with it if it weren't for um, my tenants union, uh, community action tenants union. And um, yeah, if it weren't for them, I'd be sitting on the street. Uh, but thankfully, we were able to, um, you know, convince the guards that uh, this was completely illegal and to escort the landlord out because uh, they weren't looking to do that beforehand. And how long had you been living in the property? I'd be living there about, um, I think, six to nine months. And they wanted you out, basically, for the the jazz weekend or the jazz week? Yeah. So they, it was actually his brother who came along um, like a week or two before. Uh, and he said if we're not out by, um, I think it was the 20th of October, that they'd be coming to change the lock. This is with no... Uh, you know, written notice or anything like he never showed any proof that he was the landlord's brother. We'd never met him before, mm. um, so he was. Yeah. How did it finish up? Um, it as it turned out, we 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 were able to secure uh, the house again, uh, but we just did not feel safe there at all. So um, we left after a little while, and um, I was only uh, looking. Uh, for houses recently and I saw the same place advertised and the rooms were about double the price. These are the kind of things, Killian, that you're talking about in terms of tighter regulation. Yeah, 100%. I mean, Andrea, you know, uh, you know, you, you said it, one of the comments to me was, you know, well, isn't this not what tourism places want? People. But on the other side of it, a long-term rental is 100% occupancy for that community. So you, you've got people who are living here year-round. They're, they're in the communities uh, spending year-round. So they're, on a Friday, they're going for a few pints. On Saturday, they might be going out for dinner. They're buying their groceries. They're buying their, you know, they're, they might be engaging other services in town, so cleaners or whatever, they're painters, decorators. Like, what we have to say is, is that the system is completely out of balance. Um, it, is an, it is a massive industry. It is entirely unregulated. Um, and, and I, 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 one of the things I spoke to a researcher earlier was, you know, again, I come back to the point is we keep hearing that this is all about the rent pressure zones. It's a big issue in urban cities or in the big cities. And if you pull up the map of uh, Ireland, there's a great resource called the Inside Airbnb that, that, that logs all of the locations. And if you pull up the map of Ireland on that, it will show you that there is the, a ring around the country. The coastal communities are the most impacted. Um, and, and and I firmly believe that the lack of advocacy in a cohesive way, so there's no joined up thinking for coast communities to make their case okay. with regards to stuff like this. You know, cities would have, they have uh, numbers to drive on the discussion. Whereas, 
you know, we have a problem in Kiki, there's an issue in Lahinch, there's an issue in Bundoran or Ballybunion or Tremor. Mm. But we're not, nobody has pulled us together to, 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 to say advocate on behalf. Okay. Okay. That. Like, I mean, the, the, where, where there is regulation is that you can't let out an Airbnb or your property in Airbnb. It's it's ninety days, isn't it? Isn't that the the cap effectively, Killian? Uh, yes, but I mean, I suppose if you consider that our tourism season is effectively ninety days, you know, really, let's be straight with many coastal communities. Um, it's three it, months. It's, it's three months of the year, um, and what we are seeing is, you know, I know that in West Clare. Uh, you cannot get a house for, you know, July and August. Mm. It's physically impossible. Okay, okay. Uh, let, let me bring in Killian. I have Barry with us on the line because actually, Barry, you you operate an Airbnb or you're an Airbnb operator. What's your view in this conversation? Right, right Andrea, can I just say I heard some of those cases and these people have a, uh, do have a grievance. But mm. we, well, Airbnb operators have a grievance or, ourselves. Uh, first things first, we hand over half of what we take in in tax Right, so half what comes in uh, goes in tax. Also, we believe we supply a genuine service to tourists. Uh, we have a serious chronic shortage of hotel places. We took in, you know, thousands of migrants this year and last year, and so tourists have to stay somewhere. And when tourists, tourism is a valuable industry for this country, and these people when they come here to spend money, you know, in shops and restaurants, and uh, they're needed. And I think we're being unfairly blamed. I think this fundamental problem in this country is a government failure. Uh, their point-blank refusal to build houses. They're following this kind of neoliberal model uh, that has failed. Uh, I could never understand in the 1950s when this country was broke, we built thousands of council houses in this country. Mm-hmm. Well, why can't we do that now with all modern technology but, but and everything? And do you, Barry, out of curiosity, what, what's your story like? Do you do you rent a place for the 90 days in Airbnb or is it just an ad hoc thing? Or yeah. uh, ad hoc thing. Uh, it has been good. It has uh, it's been good for us. Uh, we had a commercial building. We tried to rent it out. Nobody would rent it off us. So we converted upstairs into an apartment. And uh, that works really well for us. Yeah. You, know? you do a bit of Airbnb and, out of it. Yeah. But like and, uh, also, can I just say a few things? Yeah. Uh, sorry, I don't want to cut in on you. That guy there uh, said there was no regulation. Well, there is a type of regulation in the sense that we have a review system. Uh, the tourists give us a review. And we, Airbnb people, we want positive reviews. Um, so we try to keep do everything right, have things neat and tidy. And, yeah, but uh, that's more review though, isn't it? Standards rather than yeah, actual but, but, hard regulation or red yeah, tape okay. around it. But. but it does work in the sense that we have a vested interest to get a good review. Mm. And if you get certain, no, well, I, I, I take I take your point, Barry, on that. And and, and Killian, maybe just when you're still there, I'll, I'll put Barry's point to you. Like, I mean, Barry, and there's other messages I could start reading out as well now from other Airbnb operators. Like, you know, are they been unfairly blamed for this situation? Like, are they not an entitlement to to rent out their apartment an odd week of the year? Um, what I would and I would absolutely agree, maybe for a slightly different reason. The, the vacuum of lack of regulation has created a place where people have an, an expectation that they can do A, B or C with their property. And, and, and that's where we are. And, and I'm not, I have absolutely no problem um, saying that I'm not pillorying people that own or have or operate a, a short-term let. What we have to do is a gov- from a, a regulation point of view and from a government perspective is that, yes, we, we have to understand that it is a very significant 
understand that it impacts places outside of uh, big cities. And we have to make sure that uh, that there is a regulation that it doesn't negatively impact the wider community sustainability within which these places. I can point to three former local authority estates in, in, in a town in West Clare where more than 50% of the properties that were built with public money back in the 50s are now owned privately by people who are short-term letting them. That is not a sustainable uh, housing future. Uh, we're, we're looking daily at houses going up for sale in our communities and, and being bought for second homes, which personally is the lesser of the two evils. I have no problem. But, yeah. but what we are seeing is there, there is a... There, there's an iniquity in how a business is being run here. Yeah. Okay, no but, but Barry, uh, Barry, I presume you wouldn't. I mean, like you sound like somebody who has, you know, takes care of, of, of the Airbnb and, you you know, you talked about the reviews. I presume you probably wouldn't be opposed, would you, if there was tighter regulation brought in? Yeah, okay, but just, I, okay, I would support uh, better regulations. Yes, I would. But every time the government steps in regulations, they always make a mess of everything. I mean, uh, they really do. I mean, there, there was this government, was it not, uh, years ago that invited in the vulture funds into this country. And these vulture funds bought up thousands of houses and apartment blocks. And in a lot of cases, they don't pay any tax or they pay like, like 5% tax or 10% tax. And uh, their profits are brought off to a Swiss bank account. And, you know, uh, nobody mentions them. What harm have they done? So you think They've it's a sort of a red herring that the Airbnb operators are being yeah. blamed yes, effectively for the housing the funds okay. and the harm And we've we'll talked about that but... plenty of times in the show too. Let, let me bring in Lauren. Have we Lauren on the line? What, what's your situation, Lauren? Um, well, me personally at the moment, um, I'm homeless. I've been homeless for a while now um, and I just can't find anywhere to rent at all. I just can't for months now. So I've been couch surfing, sleeping in my car. I've had to give my kids to a relative. Um, so, yeah, a bit of a, a nightmare situation and kind of in the thick of the housing crisis. be very difficult, Lauren. It must be yeah, very no, difficult for you. It is. It is very difficult. I mean, my my mental health has, has immensely suffered because of it. Um, at one point, I was linked in with mental health services and they were giving me a sedative just so it was tolerable to sleep in the car. Um, and how long, sorry, did you say you were sleeping in your car? Well, between the car and kind of couch surfing, it's been five or six months now at this stage. And where do you leave all like your 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 stuff and your belong belongings and? Um, I well, I I had to get rid of a lot of my belongings. Um, and what I do own now is in the boot of my car, and in a suitcase. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I had to give away kind of the the couches and beds and stuff like that. And what happened? Were you in? Had you been evicted, or what was the what's the yeah the yeah? Well, the la- last February we got notice to quit. So then in August he he sold the house. We were out in August then. So um, ever since that, it's kind of it's just been looking for somewhere and um, trying to get on the council list so I could apply for homeless services. Trying to get uh, help finances like with half and stuff like that. It took me about eight months to get that sorted with the council. So it's it's just been a nightmare. And even now that I, I'm approved to have, I, I still can't find anywhere. It's impossible. Why? Once you say you're you, you're in receipt of half payment, is it just, uh, well, is that what you I feel? Mean, is that what you mean? I, I, feel, I feel like that's a factor to us, all right. I mean, the, the housing crisis itself, the lack of rented property is the biggest problem. But I did find that when I wasn't on half and I was applying for places, 
that I would get more of a reply than I than I do now. Like I don't I don't get any replies now. No replies. Nobody replies at all. Like that's kind of why I took to the open forums and started posting on them because you'd get a few leads maybe on them more mm. than you would on on the on Daft and stuff like that. And when you say we, how many? Like what sort of a property are you? Looking I'm looking for, for somewhere for myself and my children, like a boy and a girl. So a two or th- or three bedroom. Um, is what I'm looking for. Um, I don't think I could even get a, a one bedroom. I'm not too sure what the rules are around half life. I don't think you could get a one bedroom with with two kids, like and of the opposite sex as well. And your kids. So when so every night, Lauren, you you're you're in your car sleeping. Uh, well, not so much at the moment. Ever since this kind of story went public, uh, I've had a lot of offers for rooms and stuff like that. And I will take a room where, where I can. Mm. But uh, I'll go over and I'll eat with the kids, and and then I just kind of go off and, and stay where I'm staying. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's tough. It's been tough. Absolutely. Like I'd say, you know, it's um, it's very difficult. Like, and you know, I'm I'm thinking of you in the context of this discussion today. Like, it must be it must be really infuriating then when when you're looking at the number of. I suppose properties that are there and that are available to rent, but then you, you, you know, you you can't you can't rent them if they're on a short term period. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I don't like uh, that the guy you had on there that owns the Airbnb. I mean, I don't blame them. I I, mm. I fully no. blame the government on this situation. And fully, it's it's down to them and their regulations. They don't make it appealing to be a landlord. You know, maybe they make it more appealing to to have an Airbnb like it is a lucrative business so I don't blame people on what they do with their own property Just trying to I know it's, it's try, trying to get in into a property Lauren and uh, your story I know we've heard other similar situations to you um, on the programme in, in recent weeks but it's very difficult and uh, like I can I can only ima- I can't imagine actually you know day in day out and not knowing where you're going to, and I'm I'm trying to finish a degree at the moment as well. I'm doing nursing, and I'm I'm in the last stretch of that. I did have to take some time off just because my own mental health was bad, but I'm trying to get that done. At least when I get that done, I'll have the option of moving out of Ireland, you know, or maybe moving down the country somewhere. But at the moment, I'm kind of tied to college and to the hospital I'm affiliated with. But um, at least it's something. That you know, there's some hope in the future of me getting out of here and getting somewhere else. It's just okay. a pity that I, I I would have to 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 do that. You know, I I love Ireland. I'm born and raised here. I've paid taxes since I'm 15. It would nice to be able to stay here yeah. with my children. It's 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 an incredibly difficult that that's you know when you talk about hope for the future and you're already talking about when you finish college that you'd you know you basically effectively leave. Um, Lauren, listen. Th- thank you for for getting in touch, and I hope um, I hope things do turn a corner for you and and for the kids as well. And thanks for sharing your story with us on the program today. Um, George and, and Morgan, um, Barry was with us there too. Killian as well in uh, in Kilkee. Listen, there's lots of people getting in touch about this. We will try and come back to this on the program very shortly. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan, weekdays at midday on News Talk.